And it's true. It's, that's what this talk is all about, Kenneth. That was great. And possibilities, potential. So the talk title today is Infinite Presence and Unlimited Potential. And I used three resources for this talk. And one of them is Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he is a neuroscience. And he talks about the science of our mind and the possibilities that that creates. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about prayer and how unity was founded and how and why we use it. And finally, I'm going to go over a process that allows us to access unlimited potential. And the last part is from a woman, Reverend Janet Freeman, who has a, a podcast called Soul Soup. Soul Soup. And it was great. And it's so interesting to me when I do a talk and how things come into my life that are so appropriate for the talk. So this week, I just kept getting information. Before I would even sit down to write, I was getting information about infinite presence and unlimited possibilities. So we're going to start out with the unity principles. So the main principle for unity is oneness. Oneness, it's, what, it's our greatest message that we are all one. Even in our five principles, the first principle is there's a one presence and one power in my life, in the world, in the universe, and that is God. And then the second principle is our essence, all of our essence is of God. So we are inherently good. The third principle is that we co-create with God, creating through our thoughts held in mind, and the fourth one is through prayer and affirmation and meditation, we align with the heart-mind of God, and we use denials and affirmations. And finally, the fifth one is through thoughts, words, and actions, we live these four truths. So when we say that we're one power, one presence, sometimes we know, like when I see that we're dressed the same, there are no coincidences, or when she gets up and says the affirmation that you said today, that was pretty amazing. The, the coincidences, I don't believe, are really coincidences. It's the oneness that we all share, that we are, and that's the, that shows, to me, that affirms the connection that is actually here. And sometimes, though, we do forget, and we think that we're separate from God. And quite frankly, they say that's when suffering is. In unity, they say when, when we're suffering, it's because we forget our oneness with God. So. Dr. Joe Dispenza, he's a neuroscience scientist, and he was discussing his book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And he asked his audience, as I will ask each of you, how many of you believe in the idea that the way you think has some effect on your life? Raise your hand. Yeah, okay, great. I got the right audience, yay. So how many of you woke up this morning consciously thinking about your future, planning your future, thinking about like creating a vision as to what your future, you want your future to be. Awesome. Do you wanna know why many people don't do that every morning? Because they don't really believe it's true. They don't really believe that they can do that because if they really believed it, I don't think any one of us would forget. If we really knew that we created our life with our thoughts, we'd be very careful about what we were thinking, right? So what it's really saying is our brain, we think our circumstances create our reality, but really it's our thoughts that create our reality. 
So we have so much power with that. So I have to ask you, if you say you get out of bed every day on the same side of the bed, you turn off the alarm clock with the same finger, you put on the same comfortable slippers, you go make your coffee the same way, you look the same person in the mirror, you drive to work the same way, you see the same people and they push your buttons the exact same way they did the day before, you drive home the same way, you eat the same foods for dinner, you watch the same TV shows. Do you think your brain has grown or changed in that day? Probably not, probably not. So as long as we keep thinking the same way and doing the same things, what are we gonna get? Same thing. Same thing. So to truly change is to think greater than your current environment. Every great person in history knew this, whether it's Bianca, Right? Bianca was probably dreaming about winning that game, that tournament, forever. Martin Luther King, Gandhi, Queen Elizabeth I, Joan of Arc, they all knew this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. But there's other things that I'm still dreaming about, visioning, that haven't happened yet. And anyway. So, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. So that vision was alive in their mind, and it became alive in their life, but it was in their mind first. So do you believe that you can see your future? Yes. Yeah, great, so do it. Your personality creates your personal reality. It's that simple, but it's not necessarily that easy. So. Most people try to create a new personality, a new reality, with the same personality, and it never works. So how do you become somebody else? You change your thoughts. You change your emotional reactions. You ask yourself different questions. You take a breath before you react to something that you would reacted to the same way you did yesterday. And you ask yourself, do I want to react this way? Or do I want a different outcome? So our divine inheritance is divine ideas, and they're unlimited. You can't stop them, you, there's no limit to them, and they come from within each of us. That's how we have unlimited possibilities. And actually, the kingdom of heaven is the realm of divine ideas. So we can live, and we do live in the kingdom of heaven. It's just about choosing the divine ideas and manifesting them. Our unlimited potential comes out of the infinite presence, which has everything to do with our state of being. And when I say that, I mean how we feel. And how we feel comes from what we think, what we think about things, what we decide is important or good or bad. We, we decide that, we label it. It's a personal choice. And we get to change that at any moment. Even if something doesn't make us feel good, we can know that it's only temporary. So God, spirit, pure potential, the universal mind, quantum field, infinite presence, whatever you want to call it, re responds to our state of being, which is created by our thoughts and our words, just like Dr. Joe said. But as humans, we look at what's happening, we hear what's happening, we talk about what's happening, so we get more of what is happening. We're in a loop, and to change that loop, we have to step out, we have to make a conscious choice, we have to make a decision and an intention.
So you all got a uh, little thing in your bulletin, a little piece of paper, because Thursday is World Day of Prayer. So if each of you can fill that out, you could fill it out today and leave it in the basket, or what I would prefer is you take it with you and you think about it and you fill it out and you come back Thursday and you join me for World Day of Prayer because it's gonna be really amazing what we manifest here that night. So I just wanted to point that out to you. And again, if, if you can't, if you really can't come Thursday, actually, everybody take out your phone right now. Take out your phone. Take out your phone. I want you to first put down at eight o'clock in the morning that it's World Day of Prayer so that you're at least aware that it's World Day of Prayer on Thursday. And you hold in your mind something that you would like to create, to hold a prayer in your mind. And then I want you to scroll down to 6.30 or 6.15. Give yourself some time to get here for seven o'clock <laughs> for unity. Our little World Day of Prayer service starts at seven o'clock Thursday night. So give yourself some time to get here. So we have one step so far. That step is to wake up in the morning or go to bed at night consciously thinking about what you want for your future. Second step is come to Unity, World Day of Prayer on Thursday. <laughs> now we're gonna talk about prayer. See, the reason why I chose this topic is because the theme for World Day of Prayer is infinite pres presence, unlimited potential. So why are they coupling it with prayer? Because at Unity, Prayer is communion with the Christ spirit within. That's the infinite presence within us. <laughs> Charles Fillmore defines prayer as the most highly accelerated mind action known. The most highly accelerated mind action known. That's what prayer is. It's important because it changes the consciousness of that person who's praying and it changes the consciousness of the person you're praying for. So that's why they're doing it on World Day of Prayer. That's why they picked that topic. The purpose of prayer is to lift our consciousness to the truth of our being, that we are children of God, that we all have Christ consciousness, that we want to be in that realm of consciousness as much as possible. Prayer is the affirmation of the truth about us that eternally exists in God mind but which has not yet come into our minds and therefore is not yet in our lives. We pray from a consciousness of one, from infinite oneness that we are a part of. It's an attunement to our Christ consciousness. That's what prayer is. And we nourish our spirit with rest and relaxation and prayer and meditation. Now we nourish our body with food. I don't know if any of you know this, but many people say a blessing before they eat. And I don't know if you know Carlos Anderson, but he, when he was a little boy, asked his mother, why do we say a blessing before we eat? And his mother said, because you were a spirit before you were human. 
So you need to feed your spirit first. And I love that. So we have to feed our spirit. We have to pray. We have to rest, relax, and meditate so that we could feed that spirit within us. So infinite presence. Christ abides in each person as his potential perfection. That's another quote from Charles Fillmore. Christ abides in each person as his potential per perfection. This means that the same spirit that was in Jesus is in each and every one of us. That same spirit. So that means we could do what Jesus did if we were willing to do what Jesus did. Right? Which means to totally let go and let God. Totally believe. To meditate. To improve our conscious contact with God. To be there in that place. In that Christ consciousness. Understanding our divine nature, we learn to express our inner God qualities of light, love, wisdom, and faith. And there is no limit to what we can achieve or how many ways we can be blessed. In Job 42.2, I know you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. They were talking to each and every one of us. That is a scripture for and to each and every one of us. The revealing word says that infinite is that which embraces all. The totality of being included, the totality of being including all knowledge, all space, all life, without end or limitation. God is infinite and eternal. So now, unlimited potential. Our divine nature is unlimited. We are divine potential in expression. Say that. I am divine potential in expression. Whew, that's kind of big, you know? And it's, I think, for me anyway, looking at my day-to-day -day existence, it's hard to remember that. You know, I'm running errands, I'm trying to make some money, you know, I'm trying to cook dinner, and it's hard to remember that I am divine potential in expression. But it's, that's really the truth of our soul. Take a, a breath. And remember, you are a part of a magnificent whole being formed of love and light. And we each have a purpose, and that purpose is to be aware of our state of being. Our purpose is to be aware of our state of being, to be in alignment with that Christ consciousness. So one of the things, another one of the quotes in Matthew 18.3, Jesus says, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you change, become as children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So that reminds me, if I'm not having fun with what I'm doing, I'm not in the kingdom of heaven. I'm not in those divine ideas. Maria talks about her joy meter, right? If we don't have our joy meter going and become aware of what brings us joy, how can we be in the kingdom of heaven? if we're not that conscious about it. We have to be like children. And what that means is not only having fun, but what else? Just children are so open-minded, right? They have imaginations like, they just blow me away when I sit and listen to them. So to have that kind of imagination, those are the divine ideas that we get to decide whether or not we're gonna act on or not but they're there all the time. We just have to give them time and space in our day. There's no limit to what God can do, and guess what? You are God. You are God is within you. 
Whatever things you desire when you pray, believe that you have received them now and you shall receive them. Infinite spirit of substance is the center of our life and no conditions or circumstances can affect it. None, no, con no conditions or circumstances can affect that infinite spirit is the substance in the center of our being. So be open. Remember your purpose is to be aware of your state of being. Okay? You might want to ask yourself when you're taking that time to create your future, how you're feeling. Are these thoughts about, that I'm thinking about my future, are they making me feel good? Are they making me feel afraid? Are they making me feel anxious? Are they making me feel happy? Because you want to stick with the ones that make you feel happy. Right? There, I mean, there is a little edge to growing, you know, a little bit that, a little uncomfortability. I mean, I get uncomfortable every time I have to come up here, every time. There's a little edge to it, and that's okay. But to be afraid, maybe you've taken a little bit too much, so you want to back off. Still keep the dream, but think, okay, what can I do today towards that dream? So I want to talk a little bit about Reverend Janet Freeman now who has the podcast called Soul Soup. And this particular one that came onto my phone that day was called Knowing Your Worth, Using the I Am Discourses, which I thought was fascinating. Because I Am is God or infinite presence. And what she was sharing, which made so much sense, is everything that we couple the words I am with affects us. So to be very careful about what we're saying, and she used the, the metaphor of a house. She had the first floor, second floor, third floor, and fourth floor. And she said, you know you're in the first floor of the house if you're hearing yourself saying, I am scared, I am not worthy, I am broke, I am sick, I am tired. That's first floor manifestation, creation. And what we can get stuck in is saying, but that's how I'm feeling. But that's better than saying that you are that. I'm feeling this way, but I am not this way. That is not the truth of who I am. The truth of who I am is joy, love, bliss, opulent, abundance. That's the truth of who each and every one of us is. So I am is the name of you as your divine identity. Say that. I am is my name as my divine identity. My divine identity, Whew, that's big. So saying the word I am is the highest principle of life. It is not possible for us to experience freedom. It is not possible for us to experience our unlimited potential as long as we continue to use negative expressions coupled with I am, as long as we continue to stay in the first floor of the house. We must accept the mighty presence of God in us to experience infinite anything. We must stop giving our power over to our conditions, persons, places, and things. As soon as you hear yourself saying, I am sick, I am broke, I am not well, instantly reverse the condition and say, I may be feeling that, but I am still healthy. I am perfect. I am opulent. I am freedom. Because that, and you also have the power to recognize the perfection in yourself. Because that's raising you up to the next level. 
That's raising you up to the second floor. She used the books called The I Am Dis Discourse. And remember, when you're using the words I am, that you want to keep doors open for wonderful things. So the I am is followed by something wonderful. It may be different for every one of us, but I am is followed by that. So the first floor of the house is, you know, I am broke, I am sick, I am not enough, I am scared, I'm worried, I don't have enough. It's all about lack and limitation. And we all get down here, it's okay. It's, we just wanna become aware that we're down there so that we can move up. But the second floor is our power center. But usually this is from the ego's perspective, okay? So you have to be careful because underneath these I am expressions is usually the same scarcity and lack. It's, uh, some of the expressions are I am right, get out of my way. You are wrong. Don't challenge me. You know, it's the I am when it has an attachment to the physical. But really underneath, many people can use this floor and these statements to bully others to get it what they want. And what happens is, because it's not from the third or fourth floor of the I am, of the belief system, of the consciousness, that success goes away. It's taken away. And there really isn't joy and happiness from that place when I'm using that egoic sense of I am. So the third floor means we are now in tune and aligned with our higher reality. We are connected to our source, our own spiritual identity. Our heart is opening. We have a compassionate love toward others and we have a knowing of our unity with others. We believe that life is abundant, that our needs are always met that I'm connected and I am deserving and worthy of love, communion, connection, prosperity. We begin to use our words of I am to reinforce that higher self reality. I am abundantly blessed. I am one with life. I am financially supported and blessed at all times. I am receiving all the answers I need. Divine inspiration and creativity is mine. I can trust the future and I'm here in the moment. Our identity is now on the third floor when we can find ourselves saying those. And the fourth floor is really knowing and living in that place, the I am that I am. And it's also aware that you know we could see ourselves in those lower four floors and be okay with it and know how to get out of it. To know how to lift ourselves up from that place. So there's a three-step process I'm gonna talk about today, but we're gonna do it Thursday night. Yeah. Yay. And this is again from Reverend Janet Freeman, and it's called the See, Be, Me Method. So the first step is to see yourself, to honestly see yourself. See yourself when you're in that place of the first floor. See yourself when you're afraid or scared or you're seeing yourself as broke or unhealthy, and be honest about it. It's okay. We've all been there. B is breathe. Take a nice breath, breath, deep breath. Don't push away yourself. Don't push away the fact that you're in that lower place. Just breathe into it. Choose to breathe through it. Breath is your first course of action. Conscious breathing. Take a breath. 
That's right, just take a breath. B-E is breathe evenly by putting your full attention into your breath. Come into the presence. You're activating the chooser in that. You're choosing the I am. You're aligning yourself with your inner knower. And when you do this for 90 seconds or so, then you come into the next step, which is me. And you're aligned with that part of you, the I am, where you start to give yourself affirmations. So we're gonna write down some of our affirmations that are yours. You get to write them down Thursday night of what it is that you want to create. So you'll have something to leave with when you're thinking about how you wanna create your future. So I've gone over a lot of things. There's a lot of steps here. Hopefully you've written them down because I, I can't go over them right now. But the, I wanna end with, um, again, yesterday. So every day I read three daily readers. And yesterday it was so interesting because it was Myrtle Fillmore. I read the Daily Word. I, I read another little, um, it was almost like a little Bible with scriptures and stuff in it. And the third one is Courage, Conviction, and Consciousness. And it's everyday different women's quotes or writings. And yesterday on September 7th, but in 1891, Myrtle Fillmore wrote this in one of her healing letters that she sent out to somebody. The kingdom of God is within you. The key to that kingdom is acknowledgement or affirmation. You only have to open your eyes and your lungs to the fresh air provided by the ever-present supplier of all. Let consciousness lay hold of its boundless supply of life, love, and wisdom now. It is your birthright. All you need to do is be still and know that I am God. Thank you.